Hey, well, good morning and welcome to our second week of our series, Plot Twist. Hey, um, I'm so glad you're here today. You look good. Most of you, I saw some of you, you, you smell good and you're alive and you're well. And we're glad you're here today. If you're watching online, good morning. Everyone here is dressed up. You guys are in your pajamas and drinking coffee. We're not mad at you, maybe a little bit. <laughs> um, I just remember back in quarantine, I remember sitting on my couch one Sunday and I said to Diana, this is so nice just like watching church like in my underwear. Like this is just like a, such a cool feeling. Sip my coffee at my house and now I get to come and see you guys. I missed you. I'm glad that we're back in the building. Hey, um, you saw an announcement for the next steps. We want to invite you to come to next steps. It's go grab some brunch and then come back at the 1130 and it will be right after. We want to invite you to be a part of the team. God is using this church to reach a lot of people for Christ. And um, we want to invite you to be part of our team. We have a really, really big dream. And we need a really, really, really big team. And then you saw the announcement for tonight. If you're a 6th through 12th grader, we want to invite you back to the building. It's our first back to the building uh, service. We're super excited about that. And then our birthday is next week. I'm super excited. Can we put our hands together for five years? Come on. Five is the number of grace in the Bible. God has shown us so much grace. We're so thankful for that. And I see some of our, um, our launch team members in here today. I'm so thankful for our launch team. If there was no launch team there would be no Hope Church. I'm so thankful for all those that have helped us start uh, this church. And um, I told the team last night to help us set all this up. I said if there was no Saturday team, there would be no need for no Sunday teams. I'm so thankful for our Saturday teams. Teams are everything. Um, it, you, teamwork is, is, is everything. I saw some guy this morning, um, he was bashing one of the, um, he was bashing a player in the NBA. And he basically just said like, hey, if you, you can't be an individual like to win a championship. You have to have a team to win a championship, and I believe that God's called us to win a championship, and that's this win this city for Christ. That is the championship. That's what we're going for. We're not trying to build a building. We're trying to build people. We're not trying to, we're not trying to build things. We're trying to build people's lives because that's what really matters. If you were with us last week, we started this week two of our series called, or we started Plot Twist last week, and we've talked about this idea of the reason why we watch shows, Diana are watching a show this week, and there was a plot twist, and whenever there's a plot twist on a show, it re-engages you. It's a, lot like, it's a lot like when a pastor says, just one more point. They don't really mean that. Or we're going to wrap it up here. When you use the phrase, we're going to wrap it up here, it just engages the audience one more time. And we don't ever mean it. We're like, it just, it just sounds good. It feels good. But we just believe that when there's plot twist in life, it, it re-engages us. And in the Bible, there are men and women who, who went through plot twists. And every time there's a plot twist, it re-engaged them. We ask the question, you've asked the question, you've heard the question, why does bad things happen to good people and we believe and as a church the Bible says there's none good no not one the Bible says that we're all sinners we've all missed the mark but the beauty of this whole thing is that Jesus comes and he puts it when we accept Christ our Savior then we become right with him and he, we become the righteousness we become sons and daughters and children of God and we're so thankful for that and then when we do that we have God to go with us through all the things that we go through in life. But he gives us stories like the guy by the name of Joseph that we were looking at. He gives us the Josephs of the Bible to let us know it's going to be okay. Like you're going to make it to the other side. You know, for us, Diane and I had a, one of those weeks where it's like we'll go through, we'll go to meetings and we'll talk to people and we'll see like really, really good things happen. And then we'll go to the next meeting and they'll be sharing something really, really bad that happens. And it really is a rinse and repeat kind of thing for us as, as leaders. We have a lot of celebrations, but we, we also, there's a lot of weddings, but there's also a lot of, a lot of funerals. And we go, we go back and we see there's, there's babies and there's lack thereof. And we see a lot of, we, we believe in abundance as a church. We see a lot of people who have a lot of abundance and we go to some people and, and they're losing their job. And so we see the dichotomy almost every single day of our lives. We see the ups and we see the downs. But as pastors and leaders, we get to point people to the Bible. 
And so today I want to point you to the, to the Bible in week two of our, of our series, Plot Test. We're looking at a guy by the name of Joseph. And Joseph was a young man just like some of you guys used to be a long time ago. But he was a young man like our students are going to be tonight. And he was 16, 17 years old. And, and God said, hey, I'm going to use you in an incredible way. And we all want to be used by God. And that's where we find Joseph at. And so Joseph, Joseph's dad loves him and, and he's blessing him. And he's, he's doing all these things. And he's leading and he's serving. He's doing all kinds of incredible things. And his brothers begin to hate him. Plot twist. Like the favor is in his life, the favor. He gets this really cool metro looking jacket and he gets his jacket and he was killing it and looking good. And then all of a sudden his brothers begin to hate him. I and mean, he lives the dichotomy of the life. I was talking to someone yesterday. I said, how's it going? They said, it's going like a roller coaster. <laughs> that was Joseph's life. It was favor. And then things go for a plot twist happens and his brothers decide they want to kill him. So they throw him into this pit that should have killed him on the way down. Then they decide, oh, let's not do that. Let's take him out and let's sell him, into, let's sell him into slavery. I mean, every, this guy's Joseph's life is just plot twist after plot twist after plot twist. And then we see him at the end. They take him, not the end. We see him at the end of chapter 37. We see his brothers take him and sell him into slavery. And we're going to pick up that story today. And it starts going good again for Joseph until we see more, more plot twists. So if you have a Bible, Genesis chapter 39. I, I love the Old Testament because there's so many incredible stories of God working in people's lives in this, in, this, in this story. Last week we looked at the prison. I'm sorry, last week we looked at the, the pit. And we, we used this idea that pit, the pit is part of the process. The pit is part of the process. Pit happens. You know what I'm saying? Like if you live life long enough, you realize pit happens. And so today I want to move you from the pit to the prison. Like if it can't get any worse for Joseph, it gets, it gets worse. Genesis chapter 39 verse 1 says, When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So check out verse 2 because it gets good right out of the gate. I was talking to Gabe this week about this guy's story. And, and several times in Genesis chapter 39, we see things like look really, really good for them. But it's only like one verse of good. <laughs> and then plot twist. And so check this out. Genesis chapter 39 verse 2, the Bible says this, The Lord was with Joseph. And I think we could stop there and I could probably preach the rest of my time with you together today out of this one passage of scripture. But whatever you go through, whether you're in the pit last week or you're in the prison this week, God's always with you. My Bible says that God doesn't leave me and he doesn't forsake me. The Bible tells me that when you have a job, God's with you. When you don't have a job, God's with you. When you're without, God's with you. And when you have plenty, God is with you. All throughout the Bible, God is with you, God is with you, God is with you. Genesis chapter 39, verse 2, the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything. He succeeded in everything. When you're successful, some of you guys are very, very successful. You are successful because of the hand of God in your life. It's not because you're that awesome. Like you're awesome, but you ain't that awesome. Like we've launched a church and churches are much like businesses, 93% closed the first year, just like businesses. 93% closed. Thousands of churches have closed every single month over, thousands of churches closed every single month last year. The number's not getting better. Last year we helped start about 90 churches, but because of this pandemic, we're only going to be able to help start about 35 churches this, this season because people don't know how to start churches in the pandemic. It's hard. And so where, we help, where we've been launching 90 year over year of the last, the last four or five years as a church with our partnership with ARC, Association of Related Churches, now we're only going to launch about 35 to 40 churches this, this season. We're going to help them and God's going to use them by the grace of God. But I believe that, man, when you see crazy things happen, God is always there with you. So with Joseph, he, was, he succeeded. We've been around for five years because of God. 
It's not because of my ingenuity. It's not because of my grit. I wish I could say it was because of my grit. I, I have lots of grit, but we're not there. It's because of people that surrendered and they've given their life to help this thing to make it grow. I was telling one of the guys in the back today that the grass is greener wherever you water. We have watered this thing. You guys have come along and you've thrown fertilizer on this thing and you've helped water this thing we call, we call the church. It's not an organization, it's an organism. The Bible says that he did as he, he, he succeeded everything he did as he served the home of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything that he did. I always tell you guys this, when we live our life the way God calls us to live our life, people will ask you, why? Joseph lived an incredible life and, they, and Potiphar noticed it. We should leave people better than we found them. We should leave places better than we, than we found them. And Joseph did that exact thing. The Bible says that he did such a good job that it pleased Potiphar. So he soon made Joseph his personal attendant, his house manager, which is a pretty good job. I, I, think, I, I think I could do that. A personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything that he owned. Verse 5, from that day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property. The Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake, all his household affairs ran so smoothly, and his crops and his livestock, they flourished. Verse 6, so Potiphar gave Joseph complete administration, complete administrative responsibility over everything that Potiphar owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. I mean, he's describing a community group. I mean, he's like, hey, and I just believe this. I've always said this. If you want things to go better for your life, get around people who things are going really good for those people. Like, get around them. Which this is speaking directly against isolation. Because when things are going good for us, we put our hands in our pocket and we go sit in the corner. We put ourselves in timeout. I have, I have two boys and um, one of them is in here and they're excited because elementary is back open. I'm so thankful um, for our elementary team. Thankful for Diana hopping back in there and, and leading that. But there we have an elementary. We open up elementary again in second hour. And we're praying and believing that we have enough team. And we're going to be able to open up again at the, the 9 and the 1030. But until then, we're going to rock it out in 1030. Um, I was telling a story, but I forgot it. I got excited about children's ministry. I have two sons. And I remember the, my, my younger son, I, the, the, my youngest of the twins. I remember when it was time for him to go to bed or if he needed timeout, he would just, do, he would just put himself in timeout. I'm bad. And he would just walk the time out. I'd be like, hey, bud, it's time for bed. Or be, I was like, say, it's time for bed. I'll look around for you. I couldn't find you. He would already be in bed. Come on, praise God if they were all like that. They're not all like that. They want to fight you, right, Eloy? Is that, maybe they want to fight you. Or, or maybe you have to build a bed and maybe you have to sleep in the bed with them. I don't know. But I just see here in the story that, that Joseph, he, he's, he, everything's going good for him. And I've been under the exception, if things are going good for you, you ought to get in there and just go with them. I believe that favor falls off, the other, uh, favor falls off of other people. You ought to get around the right people. You ought to get in a community. Everything was going good for Potiphar, not because of Potiphar, but because of our guy. Our, our guy, we're sitting, his, name, his name is Joseph. That's why things are better for him. I just believe that. You ought to get around the right people. I think community, there's something about community all throughout the Bible that it's a big deal to God. Even in Genesis, the Bible says that God says, let us make man after our own image. You ought to get around the right people. The people that I'm around right now, God's blessing those people. Not because of me. But I just believe that you ought to get around people that are God's blessing. I believe it can multiply when we all get together. We see this church is, God's used multiplication for this church. We're helping, we're feeding, we're serving. 
remember the first year I was so excited that we, that we, we fed a couple thousand people. And the next year it was 10,000. The year after that it was 20,000. Now last month we fed 30,000 people in one month. I mean, God's going to use them. We're going to break over 100,000 meals of our church. We broke 100 baptisms. We've seen hundreds of people say, like, God's going to continue to use our church. we got to keep on staying around each other, though. The Bible says, if you're here today, you're like, well, I, I'm, God's not blessing me. You're in the right place today because God's blessing a lot of people in this church. Hang out with them. Be in a group with them. We have a group tomorrow night. I'm super excited about it. I'd invite you to it, but it's closed. But, um, <laughs> but I have an online group. You can come to my online group. All the groups are, God's blessed in all these different groups, and a lot of incredible things happen. There was a group this week where only one person showed up, and my friend, she goes to that group, and she was like, it was so awesome. Nobody showed up. I had my notepad out. I was using my kid's crane. I was getting all, it was like one-on-one -on -one discipleship. I was like, man, isn't that awesome? Like, whether it was one person or there was 12 people or 50 people, you, something incredible can happen. She was so excited that nobody showed up. I know as a group leader, I've been there before, there's only one person who showed up. I've been as a group leader, no one showed up, and you're so devastated. But that one person showed up, and they were like, man, just hungry. Met, God met her at her level of expectation. So we got to keep on reading. Um, so he says here, uh, verse, verse 6, Potiphar gave Joseph complete administration, responsibility of everything he owned. With Joseph there... He didn't worry about a thing except what thing. The very last part of that verse, he says, is Joseph was a very handsome man, and he was well built. And he was well built. That was important because of this. Because <laughs> it sets up the plot twist. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. And she says, come and sleep with me. She demanded. Verse 8, but Joseph refused. I'm so proud of Joseph. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one there has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except from you because you are his wife. From, he, because, you are, you, because you are his wife. And how could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin, not against Potiphar, but it would be a great sin against God. She, she kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her. And he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one was around when he went in to do his work, she came and she grabbed his jacket, demanding him, come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his jacket there as he ran away from the house. Verse 13, when she saw that, when she saw that she was still holding his jacket, she called out to her servants. Soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us. Skip to the next verse because kids' ministry didn't start until next hour. Verse 15 says this, when he heard me scream, he ran outside, he got away, but he left his cloak behind with me. She kept the cloak with her until her husband came home. Then she told him the story. That Hebrew slave you brought into our house tried to come in and fool around me, she said. But when I screamed, he ran out, leaving his cloak with me. Plot twist. I mean, Joseph is going through life, minding his own business. His brothers don't like him. He gets to this place of this place where he gets bought into slavery. He didn't choose the person that bought his slavery. But he moves into affluence and he, God begins to bless him. And everything that he touched, it succeeded. More people were around him. I mean, everything was going really, 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 really well for him. And then he has this lady there. I, I wrote down a couple of things I think might would help you. And then I want to pick up the story. I'm going to invite Abel to come up. And, 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 and they are this. Or these, these couple of things. I think you and I, uh, one thing I see about Joseph before we get into the last part of this is that Joseph, you and I, and Joseph, we need to surrender before you stumble. We need to surrender before we stumble. You need to surrender before you stumble. You need to look, look at your life today. We need to look at Joseph before we look even further and before we try to get our life together and before we're like, man, I want the favor. You need to make sure your life is right. 
I mean, Joseph's life was right. Joseph said, I'm not going to sin against, not you, Potiphar, but I'm not going to sin against God. I think sometimes we find ourselves in positions where we want God to bless us and we want to have the favor, but we're not surrendered. I want to encourage you in your life, you need to make sure your life is surrendered. If you want the right things to happen to you, you need to make sure the right things are happening in you. That's God's word. You need to be planting God's word. You need to hide his words in your heart so that you might not sin against him. We got to load. Joseph knew the scripture. Joseph was close to God. Joseph was spirit-led. I believe we need to surrender before you stumble. I wonder how many guys, if they were in that position. I was telling one of my guys about the story. I'm like, Joseph uh, is a better man than I am. I think sometimes we look at these stories like, oh, I can't believe that they would do that. Well, you would do that. And we see this un- unfold. And the second thing I wrote now, I think this is for, for someone here to say, you need to commit your life to Christ or crumble with the world. You need to commit your life to Christ or crumble, crumble with the world. I'm not asking you to get saved today. And if you're not saved, you should get saved. But if you're already saved, you need to make sure you commit your life to Christ every single day or you're going to crumble with the world. I don't know what happens to Potiphar's wife, but I know nothing good happens. Here's what I also know. Joseph is going to be removed from Potiphar's house, and we're going, to pack up, we're going to pick up with him next week into the palace. But here's what I know. The blessing left his house. Because all the blessing that he had was because of, Potiphar, was because of Joseph. All the blessings that Potiphar had in his house, and I mean his, his 401k was scrummy. Everything was going good for him. He was buying land. He was doing acquisitions, and God was blessing. He was getting raises and shock stocks and shares in his company, corner office. I mean, everything was going good for these guys because of Joseph, and the blessing left his house. I don't know about you, but I want the blessing to lose my, leave my house. I want to stay surrendered, and I want to stay committed to God. That's how you keep the blessing coming. That's how you keep the hand of God in your life. You, you, you stay committed, and you stay away from the sin. Surrender your life every single day. I meet people every day, and, or I watch people on social media, and they want so bad for the favor of God, but nobody, everybody wants surrender. I mean, everybody wants the favor, but it's like very few people want the surrender. And I want God to bless me. I want God to bless me. We'll, we'll live a life, live a life in such a way where God would actually want to bless you. I don't think God's blessed this church because I was living like a heathen. Now, I play, play softball with some guys, and I'm not a heathen out there. I gotta be, I gotta be, I gotta be surrendered out on the, on the ball field. Like I gotta be surrendered in this church. Like I gotta be surrendered at home. Like I gotta be committed to my wife. I mean, I gotta be surrendered and committed. We have to have that. Why would God bless you if, if you're not, a, you're not a good steward? I, I remember young people saying, "I really want God to bless me, and, and I want, I want to have, I want to have more money, more money, more money." And I always tell young people, if you're not faithful with a little bit, God's not gonna, you're not gonna be faithful with more. If you can't tithe off sixty dollars, come on. You can't, you can't tithe off $600. You can't. And if you can't tithe off $60,000, you ain't going to tithe off $100,000. you got to be faithful. Be committed. Be surrendered. And we see that in Joseph's life. I mean, I don't know about you today, but I, I think a plot twist needs to happen in someone's life. Today. I think someone needs to leave here today and start being more surrendered and start being, start, being, start, being, start, start being committed. And God can do something with your life. God can do something with a surrendered life. God can do something with a committed life. Well, how do you know that, Wes? Because I see, I see it happen in Joseph's life. Joseph could have slept with her. Joseph could have sinned. But he was so close to God, he didn't want to mess up the favor. I don't want to mess up the favor of my life. I want to stay committed. I want to stay surrendered. Plot twist. So get this, verse 19. <laughs> it, like, it gets bad for Joseph, and then it gets better. So if wherever you find yourself fitting in today, if it's bad right now, it's going to be okay. Be surrendered, be committed, and the good can follow. Let's, let's, let's look what happens. Verse 19. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and he threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held. 
And there he remained. There he remained. I think some of you guys find yourself in a pattern right now. Where you feel like you're just remaining and nothing's happening. But the next part of the verse says this. But God. But the Lord was with Joseph in prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite inside the prison. Like how do you become a favorite inside the prison? Because if you're in prison, all you're trying to do is one thing. You're trying to get out of prison. You don't want to be there. I think some of you guys right now, your situation that you're in now, you're just trying to get out of it. And I think God's trying to say, what do you need to learn in it? So that when you do get out of it, you A, won't go back to it, or B, you'll be prepared for whatever God has for you next. I had coffee with some of my dearest friends, some of my dearest friends this week. And I said, I don't, I don't want to pastor you guys right now. I said, but you need to know that you need to trust God more than you trust everything else. Like, make sure you know that you're trusting God. And I was like, my voice was cracking saying it. They're in the room today. And I was like, just be careful. And they were like, they had that look on their face like, yes, pastor. And I was like, no, just, just West right now because I'm too nervous to tell you guys even more. And I just believe that we have to be surrendered to God. We have to do what God wants us, we have to do what God wants us to do so that we can be where he wants us to be at. So the Bible says that, Lord, that the Lord is with Joseph in the prison. If you're in a place that you don't like right now, God's with you. I've probably said more times than I should, if you die from COVID-19 and you're a Christian, you go to heaven. That's, like, that shouldn't be a bad thing. Just so you know, you could have a really nice spot here in, your, in, 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 in America and be a nice spot in your house, your neighborhood, whatever. But nothing is better than heaven. Nothing is better than heaven. There's nothing out there better than heaven. So worst case scenario, you go to heaven. There are some people in here today, I just, God puts my spirit, some of you guys are fighting the hardest battle you've ever fought right now. Some of you guys have a pit and a prison at the same exact time right now. You feel like you're in both. You feel like you're in a, in a prison and the pit's in there somehow. You're like, how did I even get both of those? And I want to encourage you today, God is right there with you. I told a friend of mine today, he's walking through the, a cruddy, cruddy time right now. And I said to her this this week. I said, I, I wish I could say the right things. I wish there was enough Bible verses to help your pain go away. But there's not. There's nothing I can say to make things better. She's like, yeah, you're right. I said, but I can stand with you. But here's what I know. Better than me standing with you, God wants to stand with you. He's a, he's a better standard than I am. He stands with you shoulder to shoulder. I posted this week, some of you guys need a hug right now so bad. You're not going to get COVID from a hug. Put a mask on. Like, you just need to hug somebody. That will help some of you guys. You just need to hug. That's, you're like, oh, that sounds so silly. Did you know that there's a reason why babies, when they're born, they do skin to skin? Because they need touch. We don't ever stop needing touch. Some of y'all need a, a, a hug from a, a dude. If you're a dude, if you're from a lady, maybe you're a lady. Maybe you need a father figure hug. You just need, you just need to hug someone to say, hey, things aren't going that great for me. Can you just pray for me? Some of y'all need that. I'm in a community group online. It's hard to, it's hard to touch when you're on a virtual group. Um, but you can just see people's story. You see abundance and you see lack, all, all of that, all that. You see favor and you see what looks like major dysfunction. You see all that on one screen. It's so incredible. And it's like, man, people just need a hug. That was a side note. Um, so he was in prison. Only got a few more verses left. He was in prison. God showed him the, his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite in the prison warden, of the prison warden. Before long, 
the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. Does that sound familiar? Joseph had a dad, and his dad said, Joseph, go take care of this. Go tell my, go check on your brothers. And he was faithful, and he was surrendered, and he was committed to his father. And then we find him again, and now he's in prison. Not in prison, he's in, he's in, he's in Potiphar's house. And he's faithful, and he's committed to his boss, to his father, to his leader, to his director. He was faithful, and God blessed him. And now we see him in the, in the, in the prison, and he's faithful, and he's committed, and he's surrendered. The same guy that we see out in the, in the field, the same guy we see in this house, the same guy that we see in this prison. There's a message on consistency in here somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in here for somebody. We got to be consistent. I mean, so many people, I want God to bless me. Like, just be consistent. Like, show up next Sunday. You come here on a Sunday, like, oh, man, God touched my heart. Man, that was so good. I needed that. Well, he's going to show up again next Sunday. Show up every week. Show up every week. Go to group every week. I want God to bless me. Try blessing him and bless him every day and bless him day after day. And keep on blessing him and see what God does in your life. God wants you to be committed and he wants you to be consistent. All throughout the Bible, God always sees consistency. Counting a young couple right now. She's, I said, what, what are some of your expectations? And she starts listing all the things. And it's funny because they're just 21. They don't know any better. They have no idea how hard it's going to get. Just so. <laughs> I was like, it's going to get harder. Like, I'm just laughing at them. I'm like, what she wants you? I'm like, she's like, I was like, I'm just going to translate for you. And she's like, what? I said, she just wants, bro, I said, bro, she just wants you to be consistent. That's what she wants you to be. And I know, guys, it's so hard because I'm not consistent. So I know exactly where we're at. Like, isn't that what they all just want? They want us to be consistent. Like, be the same guy you were yesterday. Guy's like, do we need to get you tested for being bipolar? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> but she says, just be consistent. Man, this guy was consistent. I was talking to Gabe this week. Gabe's like, man, I love it in this passage of scripture because, like, several times over and over again, God says to Joseph, He blessed him, He blessed him, He's with him. In the very last verse, the Bible says this, the number three, third time's a charm. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. I want to encourage you today, if God was with Joseph in the pit, then God will be with Joseph in the prison. He'll be with him in the palace. He'll also be with him in Potiphar's house. And any other P word you can think of, God will be with you right there. Only pastors can put all these things together. But you got to be careful because he's tongue twister. But God wants you to know that he's right there with you. I want to let you know, people are going to wrong you the rest of your life. But don't give up on people. Don't give up on people. People are going to wrong you your whole entire life. Joseph was wronged by his brothers. Hey, Joseph was wronged by Potiphar's wife. He'll be wronged again. I want to encourage you today. You're going to be wronged by people, but don't give up on people. 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 Uh, God, God put a word in my heart this week, and I want to, I want to give it to you. I got it from my, one of my pastors, Pastor Matt Keller. He said this, expect rough terrain. Expect rough terrain. Expect rough terrain. You're going to have rough terrain your whole entire life. And if you expect it, you won't be so sideswiped whenever, whenever it tries to sideswipe you. It's going to happen. I'm so thankful today for all the times that God put me on rough terrain. Because now I know how to act when it's smooth. Come on, somebody. Here's what else I need you to know. You need to also, just because you're in the prison, it doesn't mean you're dead. Just because you're in the prison, it does not mean you're dead. I want to let you know today, if you're in here or you're out there, you are alive. And if you are alive, God is not dead. And until you're dead, God is not done. I want to encourage someone today, just because you're in the prison, it doesn't mean you're dead. I want to let you know, Paul got out of prison. Joseph got out of prison. The disciples got out of prison. When they got out of prison, 
Peter got out of prison and God put him on a cross and Peter died upside down on a cross for the name of Jesus. None of you need to die on a cross because Jesus died on the cross for your sins. But will you be committed and will you be surrendered? I've got so many notes here to say, Paul got out of prison. God can redeem anything. God can redeem anything. God can redeem anything. No matter what you're going through, whatever pit you're in, whatever prison you're in, today, I want you to know God can redeem it. God knows what he is doing. God knows what he is doing. And God knows what he's doing. Here are two more things. You might be down, but God didn't put you there. You might be down, but God didn't put you there. Some of you guys are now, you feel so down. God didn't put Joseph in that pit. He didn't put him there. Like, just look at these. The Bible is so alive. I see why Nelson likes it so much. Because it's just alive. If God didn't put Joseph in the prison, put him down, he didn't put you down either. We, we have factual evidence in this Bible that lets us know that God did not put him in a pit. But we did see, we do also have factual evidence that God says he was with him in the pit. We didn't put him in, he didn't choose the slave that bought him. But we have factual evidence that God was with him in that slave owner's house. Because, you know why he did the right thing that day when that girl came after him? Because of the Holy Spirit. Because he was a dude, dudes. Only the Holy Spirit can get you out of that mess. You might be down, but God will put you there. And you might be down. But God's right there with you. But God's right there with you. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. God just, just put something on my heart that we've, we've only done it one at a time. But here's what we're going to do. I just feel like God's called us to pray for some people right now. I wonder right now, across this way, if there's someone in this room who says, you know what, I'm, I feel like I'm in that, and I just need to be prayed for. This is gonna, this, we've, we've only done this one other time ever in, in our entire church, but we're going to have an altar call. And I know you're probably thinking, we're not supposed to have an altar call during COVID-19. I know we're not supposed to. But I believe that God's power and God's blood is thicker than any disease out there. So I wonder if there's anyone in here right now who says, Wes, I'm in a pit or I'm in a prison, I need someone to pray. I'm just going to invite you, if that's you today, would you just stand to your feet? So I, I would like to receive prayer right now. If you could just stand to your feet, right, right. You don't have to go anywhere, just stand to your feet. Anybody like that all today? Wes, I feel like I'm in a pit or a prison. I just need someone to pray for you. Anybody like that all today? Because we want to pray for you if you feel like that. If you're good, you're good. Anybody across the way? Well, good. I want to invite everyone to stand to their feet across the way. Would you take a moment right there? If everyone are up to their feet, everyone across the way. Would you take a moment right where you're at? Would you just begin to spend some time with God? Because I do believe this. I believe some of you guys, you, whether you stood up or not, you're fighting some of your toughest days. Would you tell God that you see him show up in that pit or in that prison? Because he wants to. Maybe you need him to show up like physically or spiritually or mentally or maybe it's financially. Would you ask God that? Because I believe this. You have not. Because you ask not. Would you take a moment, right? Would you ask God to show up in your way and show up in your life in a mighty way right now?
beyond the things we see that goes beyond the things we feel God thank you that just like as you were with Joseph God you're with us that because you're with us God we don't have to fear anything Father we ask you to help us remember that on a daily basis God to live like that we'll be so quick to praise you Lord in Jesus name we pray amen thank you so much for joining us today have an awesome week and we will see you next week for the fifth birthday of Hope Church.